Loch Bora. Here is Tom Egan talking about Loch Bora. Tom Egan, born in uh, I would have come to this area in 1980, employed by Bordnamona, to look at finding uses for what was termed the cutaway bogs. So when I, when I came to Bora first, I met the, the manager or whatever, and I was, I was brought out on a tour. We came up with a grandiose sort of a, a plan, an integrated land use plan, which would incorporate the agriculture and forestry, but would also take in amenity, would take in wildlife, biodiversity, the archaeology and the history of the site, including the Lachbore Mesolithic site, which has a huge significance. Around 12,000 years ago, the last of the great glaciers of the Ice Age gradually melted away to finally uncover the lands that they had blanketed in ice for millennia. In the Midlands of Ireland, lakes began to form in the low-lying hollows. Evidence of the earliest human activity in this region dates to approximately 9,000 years ago, during the Mesolithic period. This evidence was discovered by a Kokomak native, Joe Craven. While taking a walk on his lunch break from harvesting peat for Bordnamona at nearby Loch Bora, he noticed a large amount of unusually shaped stone and a trackway. Believing it to be the remains of a prehistoric trackway, the National Museum of Ireland were notified and they sent a team of archaeologists to investigate. What was discovered was a truly fascinating site, containing over 1,500 artefacts. Although no structures were found, several hearts containing a range of animal and fish bones were discovered, along with carefully crafted stone tools such as axe heads and blades made from a flint-like black stone called chert. The people who left these items most likely found their way here by boat. Ireland was densely forested at this time and river navigation was the easiest way of searching out wild boar, game and fish in the nearby lakes, as well as seasonal fruits, nuts and berries. We know from the evidence at other locations that these first people lived in light timber structures covered with animal hide. They were a nomadic people and moved from site to site depending on the seasons. As there was no evidence of structures at the site at Loch Bora, it is suggested that it was likely to have been a seasonal hunting camp rather than a permanent settlement. Prior to these discoveries at Loch Bora, it was thought that the first human settlements in Ireland were dotted around the north and west coasts only, and that the Midlands remained uninhabited. These discoveries, however, pushed the accepted date for the inhabitation of the Midlands back by over 3,000 years. The nomadic way of life these Mesolithic people enjoyed was slowly disrupted when agriculture arrived in Ireland around 6,000 years ago. People began to farm the land and put down roots by building permanent homes and settlements. Over the following millennia, into the early medieval period, a hierarchy or clanship emerged through which the land and its people would eventually be governed. Based on familial ties, these clans trace their origins to larger population groupings. The larger or more important clans were led by a Taoiseach, or chief, who had the status of royalty. Some would go on to achieve the rank of High King. 
During this period, Kilcormac was located in the territory of Ferkel, from the Irish Fiercaela, meaning men of the churches, perhaps due to the high concentration of holy men who emerged from the area, of which Cormac was one. With the O'Malloy family as its chieftains, the territory extended for some 25 miles in length by five miles in width in the most southwesterly part of the ancient kingdom of Meath. When the plantations of Ireland were carried out by the English in the 16th and 17th centuries, Ferkel was broken up into baronies, which were located in the newly formed King's County. Following the attainment of Irish independence in 1922, the new government renamed the county Offaly, after the ancient Gaelic kingdom of Ifolia. The bog continued to provide shelter and sustenance to the people of this area down through the millennia, and by the late 20th century, Bora was supplying over one million tonnes of peat every year, helping to power Ireland's industries and homes. More recently, however, this bog has been transformed by Bordnamona into a wonderful sanctuary for wildlife and an amenity for the community. With over 50 kilometres of cycle and walking routes which allow visitors to absorb the unique atmosphere of this special place. We began to realise like that the area had major significance for wildlife, like we're seeing we're seeing everything returning, like the, even the red squirrel, you know. And probably the most famous bird in the parklands we have is the grey partridge. Uh, we didn't realise the significance of them, but they were actually the last wild, nearly the last wild indigenous population of grey partridge in Ireland had survived, and primarily they had survived along the railway lines. Loch Bora is also home to some of the most innovative land and environmental sculptures in Ireland. Artists from all over the world, inspired by the rich natural and industrial legacy of the Boglands, have created a series of large-scale sculptures which blend seamlessly into the surrounding landscape. 